Before I get going, I need some volunteers to read some passages, and you must be under 18 years of age, okay? Uh, so, Lindsay, you are going to take uh, Ephesians 2, 1 through 3. Uh, go ahead and pull out your notes. Uh, all the verses are right in there in the notes. Ethan, you're going to take the second one down, Psalm 103, 8 to 12. Uh, Curran, go ahead and take John chapter 19. Verses 28 through 30. Okay. Uh, will you take Ephesians 2, 4 through 5? And then did I have... You want to take one too? Okay. Uh, take uh, Romans chapter 5, verses 8 through 11. Okay? All right. And that'll do. Thank you, guys. Awesome. All right. Uh, think all the way back to last year. Uh, you know, like two days ago, uh, I want to find out who, uh, on December 31st, 2010, went to bed the earliest, the earliest. Okay. Anybody go to bed before 10 o'clock? Okay. Before nine o'clock, before eight o'clock, before nine o'clock. Is that you? All right. Uh, you missed out on a little bit of the party, so here's a little party favor for you. Uh, a little bracelet, a little something there. Uh, now, who went to bed the latest? So this is uh, January 1st, 2010. Who went to bed after 2... Sorry, 2011. Thank you. See, I, it's already confusing me. Uh, who went to bed after 2 o'clock? Oh, Wow. Man, I thought that was a safe one. After three? After four? Right there. (laughs) Wait, you were after four too, Scott? Okay. After 4.30? Around 4.30? Scott, you're going to need a little bit of extra energy. Here's a lollipop for you. Uh, Hopefully that will keep you awake this morning. Um, So... The new year. The new year is uh, something that brings with it all these uh, traditions, I guess. You know, uh, a lot of people look at uh, the new year as an opportunity for something, something different, something to change. Uh, Google has this ad running right now for their web browser, Google Chrome, and it gives you the uh, the first couple words of a very common phrase that you're able to fill in the last one. And then it gives you another one, and you're able to fill in the last one, and it keeps giving you more and more and more and more, and they start speeding up. And the whole pitch is, uh, you know, a, a browser that works as fast as you think, or something along those lines. But we have, we have one to, to practice with this morning and see if you can uh, fill in the blanks. Out with the? Old. In with the? New. Right. Simple. Out with the old, in with the new. Uh, a very common phrase, especially used around this time of year, uh, out with the old, in with the new. And uh, along with it comes New Year's resolutions. This year, I'm going to change. This year, I'm going to do something different. Uh, as I was doing uh, just uh, some research, some browsing, uh, I came across a, a number of different websites talking about uh, how to keep New Year's resolutions and, and stuff like that. And um, 
One of, one of the sites uh, boldly stated that breaking a New Year's resolution is so 2010. Like, we are done with that. You know, no longer are we here to break New Year's resolutions. It's 2011. We're going to keep them. Um, but uh, I, was on, uh, I was on Facebook, and on Facebook there were a lot of people uh, putting up their different New Year's resolutions, talking about how the, the old is, is gone, the old is done with, out with the old, and in with the new. Uh, one person said, new year, new laptop computer. And uh, she was real excited about that. Uh, someone else said, I got to do more productive stuff this year, which makes me wonder what he was doing uh, last year. Um, somebody else said, day one of the rest of my life, happy new beginnings, everyone. So really taking a perspective of, man, it's time to change. Um, This one guy said, uh, in my first and only status update, I said 2011 was going to be a great year. Michigan is proving to test my resolve. And uh, if you're a college football fan, uh, you know that Michigan lost to Mississippi State 52-14 to in the Gator Bowl. It was a blowout. Uh, so here he's all excited about, you know, a great new year, and it very quickly just fell apart. Somebody else said, so my New Year's resolution was to eat healthy again and resist my chocolate temptations. And what have I eaten today? Auntie Anne's pretzel, pizza, and chocolate. The healthy eating will begin tomorrow, I guess. Um, somebody else said uh, the resolution was to run 600 miles in 2011. A great, great resolution. Uh, someone else said, uh, my New Year's resolution is going to be to not let anyone on my computer to change my status. <laughs> to which his sister replied, that will last two days. <laughs> P.S. It is now my goal to change your status. <laughs> <laughs> new Year's resolutions, the, the new year, it's... Uh, it's a day where people decide this is, this is the opportunity to change. This is the opportunity to do something different. Uh, out with the old and in with the new. But as we can see, they, they start to fall apart a little bit. And uh, part of that problem is that we often rely on ourselves uh, for our success in our New Year's resolutions. Uh, here was... Uh, One article that gave 10 tips for how to keep New Year's resolutions. Be realistic. Plan ahead. Outline your plan. Make a pro and con list. Talk about it. Reward yourself. Track your progress. Don't beat yourself up. And stick to it. Now, the interesting thing about that list is only one of those nine things given mentions vaguely somebody else. And the other eight are all about things that you can do. Another online online article had this as one of the steps to success. Check up on yourself. Part of keeping your resolutions is following through. And since you don't have your manager looking over your shoulder to monitor your progress, you're going to have to do the dirty job yourself. Willpower is never enough. You can't use the problem to fix the problem. If uh, your issue with not following through on your New Year's resolution last year was your own resolve, it's not like your resolve is going to fix your problem with your resolve. Just like 
uh, you know, this uh, one company said, oh, if you ha- are having problems with your internet connection, uh, please see our website for help and, and useful tips. <laughs> I can't get on the internet. <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's a self-defeating cycle. But, uh, but still, people endeavor to try, and I was very encouraged as I did more research uh, to find a number of articles actually pointing to the, the social media world that we're in now and saying this is a better year than ever to be able to keep those New Year's resolutions because you can put them somewhere where other people can see them and other people can keep you in check and, and keep you accountable and all those kind of things. Uh, But this idea of being out with the old and in with the new is not something that's really reserved for uh, New Year's. And uh, we, we take this approach in a lot of different ways and with a lot of different things. We're always excited about the new because, you know, the old has all these different problems and I'm so ready to get, to get rid of them and, and, and so I can have the new and all my old problems will be fixed. You know, like... It's, it's finally time to get rid of that old car that, that I've loved so dearly and uh, have, have painstakingly taken so good care of, um, and I'm ready for my new car. But, but then you sit down in your new car, and you go, what the heck are all these buttons for? My goodness. Like, it's terrifying almost sometimes. Like, there's all these gadgets and doodads, and I, I, don't, I don't know what this is. And uh, the new continues to present itself with a host of, of challenges. You know, yes, you got rid of all these old issues, these old problems, but there's, there's new problems coming in. Uh, <clears throat> finally ready to get rid of that job that has just been grinding at you or, you know, dealing with the frustrations and, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm finally done, I'm finally ready, or uh, I'm finally done with, with unemployment. Fantastic, I've got a job. And yet, at the same time, that, that new job comes with some restrictions as well. You know, vacation? No, you don't get vacation. Because now you're down at the bottom of the totem pole again. And uh, there's a lot of uh, challenges that come with that. Uh, new relationships that are having to be formed and old relationships that are gone. Time to get out of the old house. You know, it's, uh, it's done well. There's a, a couple of minor leaks in the roof. Um, maybe here and there, um, maybe some structural <laughs> integrity as well. Uh, and, and you're excited to finally get out of the old and, and get into the new. But the new always presents itself with, with problems as well. New bills, uh, <clears throat> new neighbors, new schools, uh, new, got to figure out what the grocery store is, uh, new space, etc. I'm no stranger to this. Uh, Laura and I are about to move into our eighth uh, home in five years. Uh, well, three of those were before Laura, but um, I've lived in eight different locations in five years. And uh, so as excited as I am always to move into the new place, I know that, you know, as, as glad as I am to leave behind the old place and, oh, yeah, the new place is going to be so much better. Well, there's all these new challenges that, that are, are to be faced uh, with the new. And uh, finally, children. Moving from uh, a life with, without children to a life with children, uh, you know, a lot of people are so excited about that and, and just thrilled. <laughs> Enough said. 
<laughs> uh, no, uh, definitely having children brings along with it uh, challenges as well. So out with the old, in with the new. Uh, yes, you're leaving behind frustrations, you're leaving behind issues, you're leaving behind problems when you leave behind the old. And yet as you step into the new, there are challenges as well. And there uh, <coughs> are obstacles to overcome. And the Bible actually talks about uh, the shift from the old to the new as well. <coughs> um, as you think through a number of different holidays and think about the, the Bible passages that kind of relate to these holidays, uh, you know, some are a little bit easier to, to come up with than others. You know, like Christmas, that's easy. Okay, there's a, a ton of different passages that are used at Christmas, uh, you know, a ton that we just automatically go to. That's easy to find. Okay, what Bible passages talk about Christmas? Piece of cake. Easter? Check. <clears throat> the end of every gospel. Uh, and there are so many more as well. Thanksgiving? Yeah, there's, there's some different passages you can pull up about giving thanks, being thankful for what you have, uh, you know, relying on God's provision. Um, Valentine's Day, First mm, Corinthians 13, the, the chapter on love, that'd be a good one to talk about uh, during Valentine's Day. Uh, St. Patrick's Day, uh, Ephesians 5.18 says, uh, do not get drunk with wine, but rather be filled with the Spirit. That might be a good one to, uh, you know, kind of use during St. Patrick's Day. Um, <clears throat> but New Year's Day, New Year's Day, hmm, there's a few different ones, and Surprise, surprise, I do have one uh, here. And we're going to be looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Uh, so go ahead and open up your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And uh, we're going to be spending some time in there. And as we open God's Word, let me uh, commit the rest of our time. God, I'm just uh, thankful for your Word. God, thankful that you've given it to us. Thankful that uh, we can study it. Thankful that we can use it uh, to grow to draw closer to you, thankful that, uh, God, it's your letter to us, it's your communication to us. Uh, So God, as we look at it this morning, God, give us your eyes, uh, give us your understanding as we dive into this passage. And we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting in verse 17, it says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Out with the old, in with the new. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. There's a few different things that that definitely jump out of this verse. First of all, is the word new. Uh, Now, on your sheet, there is uh, a dashed line. Please don't write in the dashed line yet. Uh, If you have, it's okay. Um, but that's one of those, you know, for office space only things. You'll, you'll find out what it's for in a minute. Um, I promise. Uh, new. The word new jumps out. He is a new creation. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. 
The old is gone. The new has come. The old has gone. Uh, if you're a small group leader, uh, you're going to want to write uh, these words down. If you, uh, if you study uh, the, the sermon notes in your, in your small group, you're going to want to write these down. Um, but these are some of the things that I uh, think about that are gone. Some of the old things that are gone when you come to Christ. Things like loneliness, aimlessness, confusion, hopelessness, death, and guilt. Things that God has promised can be gone. Now this one, uh, guilt is, is definitely a key one for me because it's one that I struggled with even after coming to Christ. Uh, I wrestled a lot with the idea of being able to accept God's grace. Uh, you know, because here I was, uh, knowing that I was forgiven, knowing that my sins had been atoned for, and yet I continued to be reminded of the horrible things that I had done. As a, as a non-believer, and even as a believer, I had done some foolish things, and I continued to be reminded of them. I continued to be brought back to them, uh, sometimes by other people, sometimes just... Uh, by Satan just trying to get into me and trying to bug me. And I just felt horrible. I felt awful. And I felt like, why, why would God ever love me? Why would he ever want me? I don't deserve his love. I don't deserve his grace. I don't deserve any of this. I felt empty and I, I, I felt alone. I just had this weight of guilt on myself. And uh, in the midst of that, God brought... Uh, a song to me, a song that, that, that I wrote but was inspired definitely by God as, as I wrote it and uh, just talked about this battle back and forth. And the bridge says, but then your grace comes. Like a flood, it consumes me. And, and God's grace has stepped in and removed us of any need for guilt. Any need for guilt. The old has gone. All right, time to read some verses. Who's got Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3? All right. Stand up nice and, and read it nice and loud for everyone. Awesome. That's the old. That's what is gone. Psalm 103, verses 8 to 12.
Awesome. Thank you. So far as the east is from the west, has he removed. The old has gone. He's gracious and compassionate, abounding in love, slow to anger. Ah, that passage gets me every time. And then uh, John 19, verses 28 to 30. It is finished. It is finished. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. It is finished. It is done. It is over with. Absolutely done. Absolutely finished. Going back to the old is ridiculous. There's no point to it. If after I get rid of that old car... I, I go back to the dump and try to fix it up some more? That makes no sense. I, it's done with. I've removed it. I've finished it. I've completed it. Sure, I mean, there's, there's some stuff that we love about the old. And it makes it hard to get rid of. You know, every now and then I, I, I love going out and hanging out with some of... Uh, my, my bros, some of my guy buddies. And uh, I say, I love you to Laura and to Micah and say, all right, I'm, I'm out of here. And, uh, of course, after I ask. Okay? That's the key. You've got to ask. Um, and uh, so I go and hang out with my buddies. I just did this uh, just before Christmas. Went and spent the night at my buddy's house. And uh, I came home and, and Laura said, how was it? And I was like, you know, it was fun. Um, I'm just not the same guy I used to be. I was just so tired, so exhausted, sore, and just aching, and realizing, you know, that old way of life is is gone. You know, it's, sure, it's enjoyable, but for me to go back and, and live that life is is just ridiculous. That that old way of life is done. And uh, for us to, to go back and dwell in some of these things, Dwell in loneliness and aimlessness and confusion when we've come to Christ and He said, You are a new creation. It's just ridiculous. That's not what He has in mind. That's not what He has planned at all. The old has gone. He says, The new has come. The new has come. In place of loneliness, there is comfort. In place of aimlessness, there is direction. In place of confusion, there is purpose. In place of hopelessness, there is hope. No surprises there. In place of death, there is life. In place of guilt, there is freedom. Freedom to be able to say, I am forgiven. I have been set free. I am no longer tied to my past. God has removed it. I can remove it as well. The old has gone. The new has come. Listen to Ephesians 2, verses 4 
and 5. Beautiful. God's grace has saved you. Even while we were dead, God's grace has saved us. The old has gone. The new has come. If anyone is in Christ, he is new. He is a new creation. The other word that that stands out to me in this passage is the word reconciled. And it's here so many times that it's hard to ignore and so we can't ignore it. Uh, the word reconciled, I, I dove into a little bit, and it's really a, about settling accounts, making things right. And so as God talks about uh, when he says, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself. When he says that we're reconciled, he gave us a ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to him in Christ. He's saying Uh, I'm here to settle accounts. I'm here to make things right. I'm here to to work out our differences. Make sure that we're good. And what's really neat about this is that he made the effort. He made the effort. Who's got Romans 5, 8 to 11? Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Two two phrases really stand out to me in that passage. Phrase number one, while we were still sinners. Phrase number two, while we were God's enemies. God made the effort to reconcile us to him. This newness that is available to us, this... uh, Becoming of a new creation is, is God saying, here. It's not us begging for it. It also says in that passage that we have received. We have received it. It is a gift. And, you know, there's, there's two types of gifts, really. Uh, w- one of the types of gifts is, is the kind of gift that's, that's hinted at over and over and over again. Uh, you know, Dad, you know, I, I really like the, uh, the Xbox uh, Connect. You know, it's this really cool thing. And uh, uh, do you know how it works? Like, it's really cool. Here, let me show you a commercial for the Xbox Connect. And, um, oh, Dad, you know, I was just online last, uh, just probably like 15 minutes ago, and I noticed that uh, the Xbox Connect is now on sale. Uh, it's actually cheaper uh, than it was before. Um, and you know that I don't have an Xbox Connect. And, uh, oh, and uh, 
did, did I mention that I have a buddy of mine that works over at Microsoft and he could get you a discount on that Xbox Connect? Uh, I, I'm just saying, you know, I'm not really asking for anything, but I'm just saying, you know. And uh, Xbox Connect, Xbox Connect, and uh, Dad says, Ben, do you talk about anything besides Xbox Connect? Um, and, and when that special day opens, be it Christmas morning or your birthday or whatever it is that you're hinting at this gift for, uh, one of two reactions happens when you open your gift. Either uh, mild, forced, and somewhat faked surprise, because you've been hinting at this for so long, and you're like, oh, wow, an Xbox Connect. I'm so surprised. Or severe disappointment when you don't get uh, what you have been hinting at over and over and over again. Uh, but the second type of gift is uh, one that uh, you, you, you didn't know was coming. And you didn't even know how much you wanted it until you received it. And uh, I'm going to pick on my dad again uh, because I love him. Um, but... Uh, uh, my sister, as a joke, asked for her two front teeth. And so my dad went and, uh, for her gift, donated some money to uh, a, a, an organization that does cleft lip surgery for people that can't afford it. And it was so cool to watch her open that and just start crying because she didn't realize how much she wanted it. Until she got it. And it was just so cool to watch that. Because that's really what God's gift is to us. It's that gift that we have no idea how much we wanted it. We have no idea how badly we needed it. We had no idea how perfect of a gift it was until we received it. It's not something that we were begging for. It's not something that we were like, hello, God, let's get things right. We were off in la-la land doing our own thing while God was like, I've got something so great for you. Will you please take it? It's a gift, and it's one that we were not expecting, not deserving of in any way, shape, or form. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 says, by grace, you have been saved through faith. This is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, so that no one can boast. Being reconciled to God is God's extension to us. It's a gift. He's here to to make things right with us. Well, but part of making things right is this whole issue of sin. Because God requires perfection, and we are not perfect. So how does he reconcile that portion of it? How does he deal with this issue of sin? Well, he says it right here in this passage. Not counting men's sins against them. Our sins are no longer counted against us. Uh, If we are in Christ, if we have accepted the sacrifice that Christ made, this did not come easily by any means, by any way, shape, or form. It was a huge sacrifice of God to be able to give up His Son so that we could be reconciled. 
And yet he, he did it freely and he did it gladly. And he made a way for us to be able to be together with him as he had intended it from the beginning. And if you are reading the Bible again for the new year and you are in Genesis, you are seeing the, the beauty of that relationship as it was first created with God and man and how it was horribly destroyed. And here God is saying, I, I want to make it right again. I want to reconcile things. So on the back of your paper, uh, right underneath uh, the notes or the questions for small groups, um, it says, this year God desires that I. God desires two things. Number one, God desires that I be reconciled to him. God desires that I be reconciled to him. I mentioned that you know, when the old is gone and the new has come, the new brings with it some challenges. And, and here's the challenge. The challenge is that effort is required. You, you need to say yes. The challenge is in saying goodbye to the old. You know, yes, like, you're excited to get rid of that, that old car and, and get the new one, but, man, there's so many good memories in that old car. And there's so much, you know, fun that was had and, and, and so many good things about it. Of course, there's a lot of problems with it, which is why you're getting rid of it and getting the new car. Uh, you know, the same thing went uh, with this uh, old pair of sandals that I had. I, I, I love my sandals, and uh, I had this one pair of sandals for like four years, five years, something like that. Uh, they had fallen apart so many times. I had repaired them with duct tape. I had repaired them with screws. Uh, I mean, all sorts of stuff. Like, these things were just... As, as fallen apart as sandals can get. And uh, I see Laura had them in her hands one day, and I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, I'm throwing them away. <laughs> no! No, don't do that! These are my sandals! She goes, but you never wear them. They're absolutely useless. Even when you try to wear them, you trip over yourself and, and, and hurt yourself. I said, well, I do that anyways. Um, but uh, it, I, I just couldn't let them go because they were my old sandals. But there's something a little bit wrong with that sometimes. Especially when we're talking about our life before Christ. And we have a hard time being able to let go of some of these old ways of living in exchange for this new relationship with Christ. There's the challenge. God desires that I be reconciled to him. I mean, look at the tail end of this passage. He says, uh, God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We'll come back to that in a minute. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. He desperately wants that. Yes, it's hard to say goodbye to the old, but the benefits of the new far outweigh the old. The benefits of the new far outweigh the old. Recognize this? <laughs> My dad drove a Pinto for 17 years. 
And uh, it was very similar to this one. He's probably already identified the differences between this car and his. Uh, besides the color, his was a little bit darker of a green. Um, but, uh, you know, as we've gotten cars since then, and he, he let that old Pinto go, you know, he, he often makes the comment, you know, the, uh, the power steering on my Pinto never broke. <laughs> Not once. The power windows never broke. I remember I was sweating in my car, and I was like, man, the stupid AC stopped working. He goes, the AC on the Pinto never, ever broke. Never broke. (laughs) Gee, I wonder why. (laughs) Because there was no power steering. There were no power windows. There was no AC in this thing. Not at all. (laughs) Sure, they they never broke, because they weren't there. But at the same time, they weren't there. At all. And you look at the benefits of a, of a newer car, you know, a car with AC, a, a car with uh, a stereo, even. It had a stereo in it, right? Kind of. <laughs> he says, kind of. Uh, a, a stereo that works, we'll say it that way. Uh, you know, power windows, power steering, a lot of these things are, you know, things that are, are great about the new. And we look at uh, terms like this, and we go, why am I still hanging on to these? God desires that I be reconciled to him. And if you never have been reconciled to God, today is the day. Today is the day to be reconciled to God. There's no reason to wait. It's a new year, time for a new beginning. Start it off with a relationship with God. Say goodbye to loneliness, to aimlessness, to confusion, to hopelessness, to death, and to guilt. And say hello to the beauty that God has. If you have come to Christ, today is a good day to reevaluate. Have you gone back to the old? I know I do sometimes. I go back to my old ways of living. I go back to my old habits. I go back to some of these. I still wrestle with them at times. I go back to other things that were part of my life before Christ. That were part of an unredeemed life. I go, man, there's some things that i got to change. There's some things that i got to work on. And I continue to wrestle with those, and I continue to be challenged, and I continue to grow in my relationship with Christ. Because being reconciled to him, yes, it's a one-time thing, but it's also a process. Something that you continue to need to work on. Second, this year God desires that I be his ambassador. That I be his ambassador. It says here, he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Not only has he reconciled us, but he's given us the message as well. Take this and go and give it to others. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. God desires that I be his ambassador. So how am I representing Jesus? An ambassador is a representative of whatever they're being an ambassador for. And so if he's asking you to be his ambassador, how are you representing Jesus? 
George Barna did a, did a study. He's done a number of studies, but he did a study on uh, how non-Christians view Christians. He's done this study a few different times. And he did one just a few years ago. He did one in 1995, and about 85% of people surveyed said that Christianity was having positive influence in the world, that the church was a good thing, that Christians were A-OK. He did another survey 10 years later. And in that next survey, 16% of those surveyed had a positive view of Christians. And the view of Christians has become more and more and more negative. So the question I continue to challenge myself with, and I challenge you with as well, is, am I contributing to the problem or am I contributing to the solution? Am I contributing to the negative view that the world has of Christians? Or am I contributing to the solution and showing them the beauty of a life with Christ? How am I representing Jesus? How well am I telling others? So down at the bottom, there's a little dashed line. And underneath it, it says, This year, by the grace of God, I will. And this is a little bit different than maybe a standard New Year's resolution because my challenge to you is uh, to fill it out with something revolving around what we've talked about this morning. You know, my challenge is, uh, as you think about this, first of all, it says, by the grace of God. Because in reality, sometimes it shouldn't be called a New Year's resolution. It should be called a New Month's resolution or New Week's resolution or New Hour's resolution. <laughs> really. But uh, uh, this is an opportunity for you to write something down that you want to see change this year. A way that you want to be reconciled to God. A way that you want to be His ambassador in a new way. A way that you want to dive into His Word more. How is your relationship with God going to grow this year? How are you going to continue to be reconciled to Him? So my encouragement is to write something down. And then a further encouragement is uh, there's a box up here. It's not fancy by any means. It's just a boring cardboard box. But my encouragement is to take that Rip it off and, and put it in the box. And what we'll do with these in the box is, uh, through the month of January, we'll have them posted here. And then uh, at other times during the year, we'll, we'll, we'll put them up again on the wall. And what it'll be is it'll be a reminder to you, as you walk in and see yours, to go, oh yeah, this is what I need to be working on. And the reason we're posting them for everybody to see is that there is that accountability, that there is that prayer. If you want extra accountability, put your name on it. If you don't want to, you don't have to. But when it's up there, other people can see it. Other people can pray for it. Other people can lift you up and go, hey, they're working on the same thing that I am. Isn't that awesome? I have a special heart to pray for them. So it'll come up a couple of times during the year and just be there as a reminder. And if you want to have that, as a piece of accountability to yourself, as a reminder to yourself, you're more than welcome uh, to come up during this next song. Let me invite the band up. And uh, drop it in the box. Pray over it and say, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to take this step.
Again, not a place for I want to run 600 miles or, you know, something like that, but something to, to really honor God with. I really want to read the Bible every day. I really want to dive into my prayer life more. I really want to work on the image that I am giving of Jesus. The old is gone. The old life, the old way of living is gone. And the new has come. If you do want this relationship with Christ, and it's something new for you, I'd love to talk to you. Dave would love to talk to you. Kel would love to talk to you. Jim would love to talk to you. Come and find us. I'll be up here. And, uh, yeah, take a step today. God, we thank you uh, for making us new. God, for uh, taking the old and getting rid of it. God, you've forgotten about our sins. You've forgiven us. Help us to forgive ourselves today. Help us to accept this newness. And God, just continue to reconcile ourselves to you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.